welcome to Tilt Talk Radio. Today we're going to be talking about a tornado that recently struck near the Tilt World Headquarters. In our spotlight, we'll look at some things that may surprise you that contain dairy. Ag History Minute, we'll talk about the history of the National Weather Service. And we'll wrap things up with some cool beans, that's corny, and some current events. So with me today are Bill Schomburg. Hey guys. Max Garvey. What's up everybody? Todd Schomburg. Hey to all the Tilthies out there. And I'm Matt Brueger, all with Tilth Agronomy. So. It's a twister! It's a twister! Like many of you out there may have noticed, there were a number of tornadoes. What are we up to? Eight confirmed? Seven to nine. Kind or seven of to nine. Yeah. Over. They're still they're working conf- through the details. On the last two, yes. So, Can we, can we start there? At, at some point, does it really matter? No. The damage is the damage. You right, can call it whatever you want. Whether it was straight line winds or tornado, it's... What know. I also think is interesting is they use a lot of... You know, they just look around at the damage. Well, a lot of the damage is cleaned off. So that's the other part is the last two they're still trying to confirm. Like as the days go by, how do you confirm it when right. all we're that... Not, we're not going to leave power lines across the road, right. you know, trees I, across the road. I was a little surprised that that we had a tornado confirmed here. Not that it was we were lacking damage. It's just a f- normally I feel like when a tornado goes through that everything's laying every different direction. And for the most part, we kind of had the same the, fall pattern on all the trees. So I was a little surprised. I thought maybe we'd just get a... I mean, it was... I got to talk to the National Weather Service okay. guy. So the day after he was out at... So Bill and I's parents' house just got demolished by the storm. So it was been a rough week. It's been crazy. And just people in and out, and all of a sudden this guy comes with vests. We we thought it was the insurance adjuster. We we're like, sweet, he's here right away. That's all. no, it's National Weather Service guy. And watching how they do it was extremely. There's a lot of science behind it, as far as he said. They go to you know back and look at radar and yeah. you know look at all that stuff. But when they were out there, it was just like a guy with a clipboard marking down stuff, and. Even that, I'm like, dude, this, this is a tornado. He's like, eh. I'm like, well, how many tornadoes have you seen? He's like, well, we haven't confirmed any, but this would be the first one. I'm like, oh, you said it. It's a tornado. <laughs> you said it. And um, he, yeah, he was taking down notes of like where, where things went and how far. I, like the carried amount was a big deal that I didn't realize is he said, how far do you think it is to like that fence line where it took the barn? I'm like, it's probably like a half mile. To the furthest yep. part, he's like writing that down, and that seemed like a big deal. That it could straight line winds can just sort of push, like that a the, twister would actually sort of carry and, stuff yep. and pick it. And then he said too, he's like, it was a really these the tornado. I mean, they're only EF one tornadoes. One was an EF two, but he said they were really small. And then on the side of it was straight line winds, which is not common. So mm. it, it was like a combination. Um, so, that, so that's why you see so many like of the same fall patterns is because if you weren't directly underneath it, right, you just got because I know they then said you got crazy straight line. They winds, said the town so. hall here they they clocked 113 miles an hour. Wow, at the Osborne town hall. That's there's sure. during the broadcast. That's what they were saying. It's the enhanced Fujita scale is with the what the EF is. <laughs> oh, thank you. I was going to ask that. The and it's basically just the. Enhanced the, Fajita scale. <laughs> Fajita scale. Yeah, no, like is Fujita. Like oh. Japanese sounding, <laughs> oh. like Mount Fuji. 
And that's basically just the, the range of winds, like the wind speed. And that's why we have the yeah. It goes EF zero, which seems weird. Like there's a zero and then to five. five. We have week zero in college football, so I get it. So yeah, the an EF five would be total devastation. Like there's been very few of those over time in different places, but um, you know it's pretty rare to get that that far on the scale. Most of them, I think, tend to be. At zero to one, maybe zero to two. I'm trying to think if I've ever been through anything better than an EF two, higher than an EF. I don't know better is not the right word. Higher than an better. EF two. It's like your. Uh, yeah, I'd have to look to see what an EF five. If the last like major Wisconsin one would be, because I don't remember one stronger than like an EF two. EF two is pretty aggressive. I mean, that's I don't Matt. Do you have the scale up in front of you? Um. I do. Hang on, I can. I can see what a tornado scale like. What though? Well, they talked about. Was it in the eighties? Oakfield got a really bad one. So, so zero is forty to seventy-two miles an hour. Uh, F one is seventy-three to one twelve. EF two is one thirteen to one fifty-seven. A three is one fifty-eight to two o six. Four is two o seven to two sixty. And a five is two sixty to three eighteen, and so basically three to five is severe damage, devastating damage, incredible damage. Zero to two is light, moderate to considerable damage. So base baseline on that is if it's anything above an F two, there's probably not. That's like what they see in Kansas and stuff when you just wipes whole towns and stuff out. Those are the high. Is it about the size, too? Like, how wide these tornadoes are? Is there anything to and do with that? Or is it just straight, like... I think it it's hit just this miles an hour, speed. And this is how... Because that's what they talk about in down in Tornado Alley, is just these twisters get so wide. wide. Like, I think of how wide some of those get versus... Yeah. Like, like, when we get them here, they're relatively narrow. They just... They seem like they jump, I, you know? Right, they do. That's almost a problem with this last storm, too, is it... These tornadoes are narrow, but the straight line winds around them was widespread. So it just took, it almost like acted like a storm like that where it did damage, you know, the width of it. And we had our weather station here at the headquarters. Was it 84? 87. 87. I just brought it up, registered it. So so think of that as this is, this weather station is about five feet off the ground. So, and it registered at June 15th, 2022, 617 p.m., 87 mile an hour wind gusts out of south-southwest wind direction. So, like, that's wild, too, is, like, that's 87 at ground, like, at the ground level, not, you know. Just go to the, the top of the, our shed. Yeah, this storm was, was a, didn't necessarily always, like, touch down in spots, and it was way windier, like, 20 feet up. Like, you can just see it in well, trees and, and that makes a big difference, too, is whether or not it, how long it stays in the ground versus, sure. you know, because that funnel can go up and down kind of as it goes. No, Bill, you were actually uh, right on. So uh, Oakfield was F5 back in July 18, I, 1996. My first job out of college, I worked at a town next to Oakfield, and one of the guys that worked there was a lifer at the place, and he li- he was a lifer in Oakfield, and he would talk about just how bad yeah, there's only been six EF5s in Wisconsin. So the Oakfield one in 96. Uh, there was Dane County had one in 1984. 
uh, Dunn County in 1958, New Richmond, and that's the deadliest one in Wisconsin history. It was 1899, yep. New Richmond. Really remember that? I was looking at it before, like before we started. Not yeah, I'm not that good with my turn. No, I, was, I knew the wow. one in Dunn County. That one I know. That one I knew because we've talked. My family has talked about that one. Abbotsford had one the year before that. That was an F5, and the Darlington, Lafayette, and Iowa counties had one in 1893. So, in the last hundred and some odd years, we've we've had six in the state that were considered EF5s or F5s, I guess, because the Back then, I don't think it was always the EF. No. The enhanced Fujita scale. It's the there was an enhancement yet? Nope. So, it does happen. I mean, I had one when I was a kid. Took our shed. Did a lot of damage to the house. Um, damaged my uncle's barn down the road. Dropped a tree on their house. So, I mean... Matt, you made a good point. As a kid, when it happens... Oh, it's scary. It's, yeah, yeah. It really stays with you. You said, you know, you the chaos of the moment but then even the aftermath that you you know as a kid you you don't realize what this mean you know like um, yeah it just the, yeah. every the, every storm after that you're like okay is this another one like is it going to happen again what surprised me like what i remember from the one as a kid was there was like hail and then the storm and this time i don't remember many reports of hail at all ahead of this one this one was just kind of this shelf of I, I don't even know if you could, if there was hail, like if you would have even been able to tell. Because sitting in my house when it was hit, when it was coming, like I was sitting in the living room working on paperwork, and there was things hitting my window. It wasn't hail, but right. there was things hitting my window that were definitely not raindrops either. It's just there's so much stuff. And I mean, just the the things that have changed in in all the years since I was a kid. Like I don't remember what set off my parents to if they saw something or heard something or if they heard the sirens as a kid we were playing with the neighbor kids like when they came to get us and rush out but now watching the news and everything through this storm and having a weather radio and stuff it's like yeah they they were calling the shot and the weather guys got it right this time they were saying hey this is bad like you should get out and people were still outside taking pictures and up until their sheds blew down or what I couldn't believe is after it was over, how many people were out just checking it out. Like oh, yeah. seeing the what, rubbernecking was... It was, it, was um, yeah. it was like an ant farm. Well, and I don't know if it's because we lost power that people just sort of... No, yeah, you had nothing to do in your house. Kind of, but like Max is right. It was, it, it okay. was, it was almost so, too, you know, and I was out in it to go... Some, you know, some of us had help, things we right, had to right, get up, like right. we needed to go help. And somebody. I was trying to decide that too. If some of these other people had that, but I'm like, I don't. No, I don't think so. I got and, one one place where we couldn't get through the road, and there was people out doing a TikTok dance in front of the trees <laughs> that were over the road. And I wanted to hit him with my truck, but I didn't. You're like, Grandma is down. Yeah, I like I'm, find I, was, I was trying to get to to freedom from Seymour. It took over an hour. I mean, I had to I had to get there. We had some things to. My handle, bro- <laughs> you know. My brother-in-law and his wife were in Freedom. They said they had turned around six times before they found a way out yeah. of town to get back to Seymour. And, and, and it wasn't safe to be. I mean, there's down power lines. It, no, there were trees like, everywhere. Yeah, was, like that's the it, other it part. It's like, just so the, the, what is crazy the storm that nobody there's no reported injuries for the whole you know and this was widespread. These are 
way up to Amberg, Wisconsin, there was areas that had it. The, and there was wind down by Central Sands, Wisconsin, that flipped over pivots, you know. And so you had, like, just a huge storm and have no reported injuries, no fatalities. Is um, Not even just through the storm, but after the storm. Yeah, we haven't had anybody. I, you mean, know, like, it's wild. That's great. That's the, the best news out of this is that and that people were, even though people were probably being stupid, at least they got lucky and everybody right. was safe. Nobody grabbed way. a down power line. What, or what, always, on one or. what always blows my mind after stars, storms like this is you hear that Fleet Farm Menards, Home Depot, Lowe's all sell out of chainsaws. Yeah. And all I can imagine and is generators. all these guys. Oh, well, the generators, I don't think anybody's going to get hurt using one of those, but all these people who've never <laughs> touched a ch- <laughs> all these people who've never touched a chainsaw and now they're going to go out and try and clean up ma- massive storm damage oh. like this. I mean... You get, we were talking before we started, right? There, when it lays down six trees on top of each other, you gotta have you gotta have it together a little bit. You can't just well, get in there and start cutting. Tw- it's for all no twisted, reason. and it's yeah. Those There's are pressures everywhere. That, safe, yeah. And I think about all those chainsaws going off a shelf, and you know Joe Blow, who do- doesn't know how to run one at all, is out there. And I think, how do we get through these storms without killing eight people the day after? You know, and like you said, the when I was trying to get from Seymour to Freedom, ten minutes after the storm. It was power lines down. It was there were people walking down the road. Like we can't get our car through because the lines are down all over the road. So we're gonna walk. It's <laughs> like we can jump over them. The safest thing you can do is stay in your car because at least you got a little rubber insulation, right? I mean, hopefully. <laughs> but yeah. do you think do you think it helped that it came through at six and not nine or ten? Like it was still it, light out after the. Storm what was, was wild over. too is that it was really close to the solstice. Kind, yeah, you know, the right. solstice was a day or two ago. But the day like. Even after it happened, I swear it got because it got so dark during the storm. Yeah, and it stayed light, what felt like forever. Mm-hmm. You know, like as we were cleaning stuff out, it, it was, was like, like a weird orange. It was. Glow it was a weird. It yeah. was a weird think, feel. To I think the night. part of it, it was, was that you were weird. you were wait. You wanted the sun to go down. You I, just wanted it to be over for yeah. the day. Like you knew tomorrow morning you had to get up, and it was going to be. It was a disaster Thursday morning. I mean, it was it was all hands on deck. You know, a lot of places and. But I, Wednesday night, I was like, man, I wish the sun would just go down and let us, you know, because as long as the sun's up, you're looking, you're assessing, you're making plans. It's like, just let it, just let us start fresh tomorrow because we're not going to fix anything today, you know. Well, and, and here in Seymour, we don't have sirens anymore. So you're basically. That was my, so I was going to ask you guys if you heard the sirens, but we don't. Oh, that's no, not. They a were going up. My parents no. heard the sirens. Uh, why? Why are we, by them? Why did we? It's just on your phone now, or right? Yeah. I, oh, so I, I, I honestly did not get that memo because I was, I was waiting for the. You know, I was kind of watching it a after little. After the kerfuffle a couple of years ago with the sirens not working, not working. And stuff, sure, they, they just had. Yeah, so so it's not it, required. Take them out. I think it was required by state law to have them, and now you're not. So some communities took them out rather than upkeep I com- on them. I completely forgot about that. When yeah, that did you know that, Max? Because yeah, I remember that. Now I've kind of forgot about it. But yeah, we had tornadoes come through, and like nobody's sirens went off. Right. Yeah. So some areas have them, some don't anymore. Like it's kind of. That sure almost that, is worse. I feel like that it's kind of you know that you just either you know to well, listen they, for that or. You know, they hand out weather radios like they're candy. and Sure. You know, the idea is you, you could probably go in for free if you needed one. I don't know why. Um, the, the weather radio guy, like, I just feel like there should be a better. You don't like his I, voice? I'll put it this way. Is you, you turn on, you know, Fox 11 and you got 
all the you know Patrick Powell like and Phil DeCastro, uh, Phil DeCastro or, yeah. like that. Let them guys rip, and they're pretty good. You know, they're telling. There's no more comforting voice like, than Phil DeCastro, Phil DeCastro is when they come in and it's about to it's yeah. about to wreck you. And Phil the, the good part with those guys is it's real. Like they talk about like, oh, here's what's happening. Look out, you know. It's like a, a conversation. It's not a. But the downside is you need power. Correct. Like if your power correct. goes out. You have no like weather radio set bad. Just saying, they need like, like a radio guy. Like you yeah. need a radio station that you tune well, into during storms. One, and they, like my just, weather radio, it, it has texts that it scrolls. Like it says, things. Sure. like you don't just have to listen to it. But eleven fifty a.m. does Todd. It oh, do goes they? right. It goes okay. right to the I TV station. Yeah. So we were at the ballpark. Saw lightning. Got in the car. The sirens went off. I turned on eleven fifty. Like where is it? And it's it never said Seymour ever. That's why yeah, I was in the up. car for an hour because we were just back and forth doing some stuff and they never said Seymour. They said Pulaski, Angelica, Chase, Howard, all to the north there. Never said Seymour I, one I, bit. I watched it on the TV until the TV went out. Then I pulled it up on my phone. I just pulled up YouTube TV on my phone and I was watching then Fox 11 again. It never said Seymour. The, and then... Once, once I knew we were, we got hammered. I just shut it off and we left and tried to get to freedom or whatever. But did they say freedom at all? You they said freedom. They, did. they okay. said center back, and they said uh, town of center, well, center valley. Because that's odd too to say yep. smaller. Like, like Seymour's a lot bigger well, than Chase just, and Osborne. You know, but they just read off their screen because yeah, if true. you watch them zoom in, it true. shows the and, little. And you know when they do the when they do like the it'll be here in this many minutes, here in this many minutes. It would be like it'll be in New London in twelve minutes. It'll be in Shackton in sixteen. It'll be in Black Creek in 20. It'll be in Oneida in 25. What? And I was so like, they, what the? <laughs> and they're like, like it's it just running. jumped. It it's, just jumped. They, they said what killed me is when he goes, it's running right along 54. <laughs> and I'm like, that's, you missed one. Yeah, right. <laughs> the most important one to me, Not the, you I just mean, missed. It doesn't really matter. You can you can use your deductive reasoning. Right, if it's Osborne and... and uh, T- and like Angelica, you Angelica, know you're, you're, you're right between there. So or black, it, it's in Black Creek. It'll be in Black Creek in four minutes. It'll be in Seymour in six. So, what's really, you know, I've talked to a few people, and what's really interesting is how much ahead they even kind of predicted this. Like yep. they were saying it was going to be I, nasty for days. Like they. Even that, and, and they, Matt, I don't usually try to finish up scout. And it was hot that day, so you kind of want oh, to yeah, be, it was We really started hot. early, want to be done. But you just had that inkling of, like, I wanted all my crew home before it And you kind of, it hit at a good timers at the end of the day that way, too. Yep. You know, if it would have hit at 1 o'clock, I don't know that I would have did that. But, like, okay, let's make sure we're home by 6 and get everybody no, you know, out of the way. No, there's a different feeling, though. Because like, I know any time it's really hot and humid, they say we can have scattered thunderstorms. You know when there's one that's really going to hit. Like, yesterday they said we could have it. You could tell all day we weren't ever going to really get no. anything. No. You know when they're going to... When it's going to, like, really let her snap, you can feel it in the air all day. And even the... Like, the alert on my phone went off probably at least a half an hour before it actually hit. I was... I, I would say even more than... I mean, they were... Like, I, I said at least... I don't, I don't remember when it went off. I just remember, like, we were down in the basement for a while hanging out, waiting for things and watching the TV, because I have a TV down there watching to see where things were at, and then... I I was here putting popsicles in the fridge for everybody when they got back, because it was really hot that day, and my phone went off, so I sat here for a little while, went home, and then I was working in the living room for at least half an hour or so, so I mean, it went off. They gave us plenty of... Put it this way, if you got stuck outside in it in the town of Seymour, 
you really weren't paying attention because we had it wasn't like we had three minutes and you had to have it together. We knew it was coming, but yeah. So from that end, I mean, you know, they not that we always believe weathermen when it comes to some of this stuff, but this time they had it right, and and there was lots of warning, and maybe that played into the fact what why there were no real major injuries or fatalities, right? Because we we had ample warning this time. So I was the only guy going down Main Street trying to get home. Oh yeah, it was like a so it, it like it, a enough, ghost town for a little while. There, enough yeah. people took took what do you say took heed headed took headed took heed of the warning they heeded the warning heeded yeah. the warning because it was like a ghost it was like like i was going through at two o'clock in the morning i mean it was everything was kind of quiet frank's was still open the light was on <laughs> but you can't that i mean come on gotta have frank's you know so how close was the power company when they told you guys the power was coming were <laughs> not they, even close not even close three days they were off by three days <laughs> but i don't know if they just generate like an automatic thing but thursday morning I got a thing. Oh, your power will be restored by eleven thirty a.m. I'm like, I don't know that I believe that. Looking around, like, there's no way that's going to happen. Look at all the, you know. I assume the hundred poles down and be like, yeah, they're not getting our power. I assume they don't just come out and tell you it's going to be four days just to try and control the panic a little bit. Right. Well, and the reason I think there might be some sort of automatic thing is they said like crew assigned, but no assessment. And finally, so Thursday morning got the same. Got that text Friday. Got the same. Pretty much like, oh, it'll be 11.30 today. Then by, when did I get the other one? Friday night? I think it was Friday night. Then it said like Sunday, 4 o'clock. Like, okay, that one I I think is closer uh, to reality. And yeah, it was like a full 96 hours of being Amish. Depending where you so were. No yeah. power, no. Yeah, right. Like, correct. There was some. Yeah, you, mean, got, you got it kind of early, I think. Uh, mine came on just before noon on Saturday your yeah. house which is like, still a long time i mean it's oh yeah no absolutely. That, that's what's hard is like, why i have a generator now is well because if it happens again like the the amount of generators that are now purchased in the city of sea you know like the hum the first night you could hear like a few then the second night it, it was, was like everywhere yeah i was sitting because if, if you needed white noise to sleep right you had it no it was great nights too to go like just sit out because it was clear and like there was no ambient light at all so like you could just, yeah, so just sit out there. I even got her, like, the little... street lights weren't on. Right, I put ho- a little, like, houses. fire thing outside. Yeah, yeah, it was just it was just nice. Even mom and dad came over one of the nights super late because they, you know, they were just... And we just sat out there, and I made them some old fashions, and, you know, and even mom says, like, wow, it's... It felt like you were out in the country in the middle of the city. But it was just homage generators, and then by, like, the third night, it was, like, holy shit, like... Okay, now it's getting kind of loud with generators. These, these, <laughs> just like, these five dollar gas prices, I, these generators yeah. are twenty four seven. We so we stayed Thursday night. It's funny you go like eight miles on the other side of Freedom and you get to Little Shoot. They didn't even know there was a storm. Like they're like it rained here for like t- ten minutes. That's how we, I was. We stayed in a hotel Thursday night because we we cut trees all day Thursday. I mean, we just needed showers would be good and sure. things of that nature. So we had a nice little vacation. Is that your pro tip? Yeah. Just go get a hotel. And, yeah. <laughs> when it's bad when like this, like, so like a couple of years ago, the big ones that went through that wiped out half of Northwest Wisconsin, we had, we found a hotel that had power and we rented a room. We had 10 people working for five days. We rented a room and it was just rotating people through, get an hour nap and take a shower. 
take a, nice. take a nap in the AC and, and take a shower. And so I, to say we're getting to be pros at this storm thing is, <laughs> I mean, it's not far off. Max is pro tip. Get a hotel. Yeah. So one, one hotel room can really like, and it's a, it's a hundred bucks. Well, it's a hundred at this point when you're going through that, what's a hundred dollars to have AC, well, to be able to charge your phone, real, real yeah. food. Like I really like eating Internet. off the grill. We ate breakfast, lunch, and dinner off the grill for four days. Yeah, like, we had ring bologna on white bread one morning for breakfast. <laughs> like, I was ready to eat normal food a little bit and do some of that stuff. So, well, the upside from going from the country to the city is you have water, yeah. right? And uh, if you have gas appliances, you can still use them. Right. So, gas stove, you can still use your oven. You have hot water, uh, hot water heater, gas. Well, hot water. I, you got to check your hot water, water heater for how it vents. You know, and make sure, because some of them are power vented yeah, to a PVC. Is right. yours power? Because, yeah. yeah, I was talking to my brother-in-law who installs them. He's like, you better, you, what is yours? I'm like, no, it's like a like a steel pipe. It's It just vents. And that, like you say, man, that is nice to just yeah. still have water. That way we're in the country. So I'm new to this. You know, city. you need, gener- you need generators. Didn't know just that. To, yeah, exactly. Right. Like, and until, that was B2 when I first. Until, like, yeah. day three. And then they're like, my mom's like, you'll still have water. You live in the city. I'm like, huh? It's like, you still have water. Because. We didn't have power. There was no power anywhere. We stayed in the hotel no, night. I, there was no reason to come back here and sleep in the with no AC. I was better off sleeping. <laughs> I might as well stay where we're cutting trees, you know. So we didn't come home. And she's like, you will have power. And I was like, oh, all right. Well, I'm going to go home and <laughs> take a cold shower, I guess. Yeah. No. So, I mean, there there's upsides there. And there's one I didn't know was, and this is, you know, you have power out for a day. You're not that worried about internet. But after a bunch of days and... If you've had CenturyLink, which is like a DSL phone, if it's line, phone line, yeah, connected, they're like, well, yeah, just power up your, you know, you got to hook up your generator and power your router, router but you could get internet. But now with phones, get internet and all that, so it wasn't, and it wasn't that big a deal. Our phones like weren't saying, very good for like no, two phone, days. No, the phone said we're out. Verizon customers, I guess, got nothing. Cellcom was. I, I heard a couple towers went down as far as their backup generators weren't working. Yeah, and I it, our U.S. cellular were great, but Cellcom. Really? Uh, great is yeah, right. I think they were so slammed. But think of all the internet usage and phone. You know, like yeah, it's kind of like when COVID the, first hit I, and we couldn't right, use the internet right. because everybody, everybody was, was on it. Yeah, no. so I think it's just the traffic what, that was on no, all those so, networks too, and <laughs> so so we lost. You didn't have you didn't have water. You didn't have power. You thought at least I can talk. At least I can call yeah. and make sure my family's okay. And then you couldn't even do that. Do that. You didn't have service. It was a kind of a cluster there for two days, and then it got better. The, the when the phones came back on, that was a game changer because you could do stuff like you could turn the internet on and you could or like you could search and see which gas stations were open. You could figure out like, hey, we need you know we need we needed more. Uh, stuff for the chainsaw we could figure out which stores actually had them because before i know it's so hard being us we have to search the store on our phone before we go there to make sure it's there right it's so tough but that did get annoying when the power went back on in your ears did you guys hear like an audible cheer (laughs) or i I, I wasn't home i wasn't home either and but in the couple people i talked to that were like especially there was one they said in like in freedom whenever it came back on you could, and it must have been during the day or just at a certain time. But people were saying like you could hear an audible like people like just yeah. What was weird was because it was so staggered with how the power came back on. Yeah, um, you know, I was with you at your parents' house cleaning up on Saturday. When I went home, it was like the hum of generators, and then I hit Main Street and then like crossed it, and it was quiet. 
because all the generators are turned off. So it was like, oh, that's weird. Like being on that line is why. Like <laughs> there are certain lines where across the street has no power, and you have and you power, have, yeah. and that is the weirdest feeling ever to to you feel guilty. <laughs> on both sides. You like feel, yeah, you're you feeling feel guilty. Feel guilty on the one side and the other side. You're just like. I can see it over there, like it's right there, and I, I, yeah, it just. I think the biggest thing was making sure we got power back before Monday. Yeah, before oh, we got real. Because you could again. see it's yeah. a, it a ninety nine for the predicted temp for I, Monday, and I was like, oh my god, if we don't get AC back by then, there, there, I would say as long as it did take, it seemed like WPS and We Energies on Friday late, because then Saturday it was, it was unbelievable driving around town. How many line trucks were around? It, it was hundreds of line trucks i caught you know four different companies they were you know they were just from everywhere and they were working together like there was one line company would kind of set the wires one would do the poles they had i mean the excavating companies too they were from all over coming yeah. in um and so that was just it was like the cavalry coming in when, it was unbelievable i was just I gonna mean, say just when when the cavalry came in in freedom they came and they had you know two flatbeds full of poles i mean 50 poles and then they had i don't know it had to have been 25 30 trucks all came well and they all came down because you couldn't get through anywhere they all came down french road and then down center valley so they came in a nice just parade line the num <laughs> I'd, I'd be curious to see the number of poles they replaced because it's it, got to be crazy because pulaski had a couple lines where they were all, all down in a row around here we did like even the time it took there was nine poles across the road from our parents that went down in Beforehand, I'm like, well, that'll take. You know, they were out there early one morning starting, and with the amount of trucks, I mean, it was probably ten trucks parked there. I'm like, they'll have that up in you know four or five hours. It just, I don't know how long it takes to replace it. No, it was literally a, it takes a day and a half to replace nine poles. Like, this isn't, and it, and, you and they were doing like three at a time, and they, and they, and they were, were, and they were working at the appropriate speed. You know, it wasn't like right. they were. You, you know, you don't want to be running around and doing it wrong. And that's like I think, too, like, you can't put them up halfway. You can't just, like, Thank oh, God they don't let the state I, be in charge of putting up power I, I, poles. Oh it would take them two years to yeah. put up nine poles. No, these guys busted no, their they butts. Were, they were going, and then and they were do, doing that <clears throat> safely, too, and, smart. you know, making sure they had cars weaving in between them. And even that, they didn't seem, you know, I would have been like, oh, my God, like, this is just let us do our job. I think and, they they know that they're seeing people at their absolute worst. I, yeah. Because that, that was the version that you got of most people last week was the worst version of themselves. Because it was, it's stressful. It's a lot I, of. One of the linemen did say, he's like, he was coming up from Chicago, um, super nice guy. And he's like, you know, people are here cheering us on, bringing us food. You know, there was a lady up at the corner, like, cooking them burgers, just yep. sitting there, like. And he's like, we've been to other places. And by I, the, he's like, we'll get cheered on when we get here. But by like the third day when people don't have power, they don't, they're not no, nice they're not anymore. Happy anymore right? They're I like, what have you been doing? Yeah, for they're days? like, so and that, he, this was like the third day. And he's like, people are nicer now so, than before. So that was really so cool. I didn't get to see these guys on day three at the hotel because we weren't staying at the same hotel. But I, a couple of years ago when it was, when we were up north and it went out. Uh, at like nine thirty on day three, they finally took a break and they sent everybody back to the hotel from the line company at the same time. Like they just said, you guys gotta sleep and do yeah, something. Okay. And I bought three thirty racks of beer at the gas station across the road, and I just dropped them on the picnic table where they were sitting eating dinner. And they all looked at me like, "Holy buckets, <laughs> this guy gets it." But I was with them. I was out there. I was cutting trees. They were putting up poles. I mean, 
I got it. It was it was done. After three day three, you're you're, you're tired. Yeah. You're tired. So and these some of these guys are driving from New York right to get here right. to fix our power. Like buy buy honey, buy kids. I'll be back in I don't know two weeks. W- whatever. Yeah. When I clean when I get this cleaned up because we need power. Well, these guys are. I don't want to, the the H word gets thrown around a lot, but they kind of do feel like heroes when they roll into your town. And, and Sunday when they were working all day, that was Father's Day. Yeah, you know? yep. and. That's the other part. It's not, you know, these are Saturday, Sundays, a weekend, plus a holiday weekend on that. So, I, yeah, it's... Sunday, Father's Day, the, and the guy's standing out there doing, flipping the sign in the heat, like, so you don't, so he doesn't get run over. Like, that's, that's what he's doing for his Father's Day, is making sure his buddies don't get run over. Like, it was, yeah. One, one last thing we'll, we'll finish up with is just, it's a really good time to check your insurance policies. So if you didn't get hit by the storm, you know, that's great. Even if you did, obviously you're going to have to really check it. But, you know, right now home values are up, farm values are up, replacement costs are way up. So just, you know, just this is the time to go, okay, I don't know how often you guys review your policies. Like, honestly, since I bought my house, it's probably never. Like, you just sort of have it, and you're like, oh, I'm covered, and I'll be fine. And... Yeah, no, I I'm gonna try to do that more often now. Is at least look at it and go, okay, this is this yeah. is what I you know should be entitled to have you know having some storm damage or yeah, cause that, that is the downside is sometimes insurance doesn't cover what you think it will, and it's good to make sure you keep on top of that kind of stuff. Right. So. All right, so there you go. That's kind of an update. That's why we didn't have an episode last week. Yeah, uh, no power, no AC, no internet. I was looking at ways to get the generator fired to to power this, but there were so many generators going. Yeah, we had so like, we had like, so many things that like that, that were, were more important. Uh, yeah. yeah, and it was like I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna pull the jet. Yeah, it was like, wow, oh, we could fire it up this way or do so, this, and I'm like, nah. Gr- Grandma knows we record this every week. Yeah, and I'm in the front yard, like just hacking away at trees, and she's like, "Don't you have to record this morning?" And I'm <laughs> like, "I think we're gonna pass on it for this yeah. week, Graham. I think yeah. we'll be all right." And it was one of those times it felt like just the four days felt like three weeks, you know, like even since the last one, it feels like a month ago since we did, you know, uh, recorded. And yeah. it, so that's what was odd too, is just like you're, yeah, it's just, you, you can't even understand how time works when, when you're going through stuff like that. All right. Now we'll move into our spotlight for today. So, as it is still June Dairy Month, in spite of everything that's been going on, uh, there still are dairy breakfasts this weekend, even though um, you know things have kind of been turned upside down. We're starting to see a little bit more of a return to normalcy. There's still cleanup to be done, but if you want to get away, get a good meal. Um, still opportunities out there to get a good dairy breakfast. But we thought we'd talk about some 12 foods you maybe didn't realize contained dairy. So, kind of a interesting thing. Some of these I didn't find surprising and don't know why they're on this list, but other ones do kind of make you think about it a little bit. Yeah. Would, you, would you be referring to the milk chocolate? Well, why that made the surprising list of things? It says you already knew about milk chocolate, but even dark chocolate can have okay. Okay, milk okay. in it. That, that, was the, <laughs> I, that one was the least, yeah, one of the least <laughs> surprising ones. I, I find that interesting that's number one. But yeah, so uh, chocolate and hot chocolate 
I don't know about you, but I make my hot chocolate with milk, not water. Correct. Uh, that is. You the, make it the correct way. The proper way to do it. Um, but that yeah, sounds terrible. Some powdered hot chocolate already. Water and yeah, it's a different taste. It really is doesn't have that creaminess. Um, but some powdered hot chocolate does have dairy in it, um, and even dark chocolate can have it. So you don't just have to have milk chocolate to get your dairy. Uh, bread and crackers. Can be surprising having made bread. You don't normally put it in there, but some manufacturers add lactose to bread or crackers, often as a sweet sweetener. Uh, so it's interesting to see that. Max, do you, uh, you uh, do you look at the crackers before you buy them to make sure they don't have lactose? No, just buy them. Yeah, they're crackers, dog. I'm gonna eat them either way. <clears throat> the the third one here. Not really surprising to me, but maybe surprising to some people. Baked goods and frosting. Um, obviously, cakes and that kind of stuff. Milk in. Uh, my well, grandma used to make... the amount of butter is in there. Right, you know, butter. Like, my grandma used to make a milk cake, like hot milk cake with frosting and coconut. That was really good. Yeah. Um, you know, cookies contain butter, cake, butter, milk, yogurt even sometimes, frosting maybe with milk or cream, if it's cream cheese frosting, my, you should not be surprised that there's dairy in that. My grandma's milk chocolate brownies, I'm pretty sure it like dairy's half the ingredients. Like the frosting is like butter, heavy cream, and a little bit of cocoa powder and then sugar. Like I'm pretty sure that's I don't know that, but I, if I had to guess based and on the flavor profile, right. it's delicious. I love them. And but more butter. Yeah. Just lots. We gotta go to the store and buy four pounds of butter just because <laughs> she's gonna make brownies and that only leaves like one pound left for the rest of the day and yeah. Um, number four, hot dogs and sausages. That one was very surprising. That one, yeah. I, I, this I, one fits I mean, the, you, like... You know, hot dogs got, like, everything in them, and but they do. Literally everything, yes. Uh, even all-beef hot dogs sometimes contain dairy, even, uh, as can sausages and cold cuts. So if you want dairy-free, kosher is apparently dairy-free, but I, I don't understand why they couldn't use kosher milk for, yeah. for the kosher ones, but... I, I assume it's got to be more like the casein and whey and some of that stuff they use for, like, binders and things like that, more than that there's actually milk in the hot dogs, yeah, right? That's no, right. You're right. No, it, you're right. it is, yeah, more byproducts probably. Uh, margarine. So margarine is not non-dairy necessarily, alternative to butter. There is uh, lactose to kind of mimic the butter flavor. So I can't believe it's not butter. probably has lactose in it. That's why you can't believe it's not butter. Instant mashed potatoes contain, uh, so they have powdered milk or butter inside for flavoring usually. Salad dressings can have butter, or uh, can have milk in them. So that could be an interesting reason to eat certain types of salad dressings and why you may need to refrigerate them. Flavored chips. Most plain chips don't have dairy, but flavored varieties from sour cream and onion, which, I mean, it's in the name. Sour cream. <laughs> Obviously, we don't think they're using sour cream and just slapping it on the chips before they package them, because that would be nasty. Um, he said some of these are just silly, like... Right. The people need... Whatever. <laughs> uh, medicine and vitamins. So lactose is used as a base for more than 20% of prescription medication and about 6% of vitamins, so... Your multivitamin may contain some dairy as well. Canned tuna. 
Now that's surprising. That one is a surprising one. There you go. One. Yep. Uh, some canned tuna brands add casein, which is a milk protein, to the tuna as filler. There you go. So, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, soups and broth. Some canned soups and broths and meat soups can have dairy, often milk solids. Um, that includes the obvious ones like cream of anything soup, but any soup can have a little bit in there. Chewing gum. So if you look at the ingredients, recaldent, which is sometimes found in trident is uh, or might be listed as casein. So there again, that's that milk protein. It's got dent at the end. It's got to be good for your teeth, right? Sure. Sugar-free would be better for your teeth, probably. <laughs> so there you go. Some of those things are pretty obvious, but other ones a little surprising on what can contain dairy. So now we'll move into our Ag History Minute. that banjo all right so given the earlier topic we discussed it seemed like a good week to do the history of the national weather service um, so if you go way back in 1849 the smithsonian institution supplied excuse me weather instruments to telegraph companies and established an extensive observation network using telegraph services so that continued on through the 1860s and 70s till the Civil War. Then the military kind of got involved with General Albert J. Meyer serving as a chief signal officer directing the new weather service. And in 1890, the weather service became identified as a civilian agency when Congress, at the request of President Benjamin Harrison, passed an act transferring meteorological responsibilities of the signal service to the newly created U.S. Weather Bureau in... The Department of Agriculture. So there you go. It does have a connection to ag. A weather-sensitive sport event that happened that year was the 15th running of the Kentucky Derby. In 1891, then, the Secretary of Agriculture directed R.G. Dyer and Forth to carry out rain-making experiments by setting off explosions from balloons in the air. Uh, the weather Making it rain. Yep, nice. make it rain by blowing stuff up. Seems like the logical first step, right? I'm in on that kind of weather <laughs> service, man. Uh, the Weather Bureau becomes responsible for issuing flood warnings to the public in 1891. Telegraphic reports of stages of rivers were made at 26 places in the Mississippi and its tributaries, the Savannah and the Potomac River. Uh, Professor Mark W. Harrington becomes the first chief of the Weather Bureau. He serves until 1895. In 1894, William Eddy uses five kites to loft a self-recording th thermometer making the first observations of temperatures aloft. 1895, Secretary of Agriculture J. Sterling Morton appoints Professor Willis Luther Moore, Chief of the Weather Bureau. Moore would serve until his resignation in 1913. And in 1898, President William McKinley orders the Weather Bureau to establish a hurricane warning system network in the West Indies. So started with telegraph operators, moved into the military, and finally became... In 1890, a civilian agency, and we know now, as we talked before, the National Weather Service tracks a lot of different things. Uh, we had pretty good warnings this time around with these storms, so, and it all kind of started with the Department of Agriculture when it became a civilian agency. So pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. Thank you, Matt. 
Please subscribe. Please tell a farmer friend about our podcast. All you have to do is search Tilt Talk Radio and Apple Podcasts on your iPhone or on Android. Download the app Podcast Addict, Podbean, or Player FM, and there you can search Tilt Talk Radio to find our podcast. If you want to listen on your computer or smartphone browser, go to tiltag.com slash podcast. We're now available on Amazon Music, and you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Tilt Talk Radio. All right. Thanks, Todd. Now we'll wrap things up with some cool beans. That's corny with our current events. So cool beans. Cool beans. Cool beans. Cool beans. Cool beans. So aside from the no injury fatality uh, thing from the storms, other cool beans this week. Cattle market reform bills advance in the Senate. So looking to make the cattle market more transparent and competitive. So there's a meat and poultry Special Investigator Act and the Cattle Price Discovery and Transparency Act were both passed out of committee and are prepared for floor times. These bills will make progress toward a more competitive, transparent, and fair supply chain that is better for American farmers and better to keeping food on our tables. It it sucks that it takes something like COVID to bring light to a lot of stuff, but there's no doubt about it. COVID really brought a lot of people who were removed from the industry and gave them a pretty good look at what happens when the supply chain is kind of screwed up because yep. that this is still like reciprocal or reciprocal or something in relation to covid and basically the the supply chain issues we've had and people are just there's enough people grumbling now that they're doing something about it so yeah hopefully that'll have a positive impact on supply chain and help kind of turn things around it is bipartisan support there we have republicans and democrats looking at it which is always good and then our That's Corny for this week. Pork exports fall below year-ago levels. So the National Pork Producers Council reported that uh, back in April, exports remained below their totals from last year. Export value is down 18% and volume is down 20%, which is attributed to sharp decline in demand from China. So COVID lockdowns dampened demand uh, even further by limiting consumer spending and slowing activity in the wholesale market and meat processing sector in China. So uh, they expect exports to regain some momentum in the fourth quarter of this year, but won't be back to peak volumes we've seen back in 2020. So we hope for better supply chain, but unfortunately yeah, pork exports aren't where we'd like them to be. So. That's corny. Yep. (laughs) That'll do it this week. Thanks for being here, guys. Thanks for having us, Matt. So this week we talked about some severe weather that hit our area. In our spotlight, we talked about some foods that you may have been surprised to learn contain dairy. Ag History Minute, we talked about the history of the National Weather Service and its connection to the Department of Agriculture. Our cool beans was cattle market reform bills are advancing. That's corny as China's demand for pork has softened. So thanks for listening, and as always, happy farming.